to a Healing Peace podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. We have a treat for you. We ask the question, how do women respond when life or people hurt us? The remainder of this podcast is on this subject. Also, just for our podcast listeners, we are providing an assessment that identifies where you are in dealing with emotional hurt. After you listen, give us a podcast review. Take a picture of it and email it to free at ahealingpeace.com with the subject review. Once we receive your email, we will send you a link for the assessment. Let's get started. Welcome back. You have made it to the final episode of this wonderful series where we've been talking about women's responses to when people or life experiences hurt us. We've talked about a lot so far. We've identified the four ways that most women respond from being hurt, shutting down, self-doubt, hurting those who hurt us, pushing others away. We also talked about enduring conflict amongst believers. We talked about God's character, how he remains true, longs for us, hurts with us, and is love. We also revealed that we are not alone. Woo! This has been a packed series. And I know I needed to hear that I was not alone. And I still do need to hear it. And that's why I'm here, to support you guys too. Because sometimes we just need to know. For this final episode, I would like to begin a conversation about using our experiences to strengthen us. I think most of us heard the statement, what does not break you makes you stronger. I'm confident that we've seen movies that demonstrate the triumph of human spirit, a movie like someone falsely being in prison, serve their time, ultimately moves out or gets released and then make a difference. And you know what? As I say this, I am reminded of Nelson Mandela, who endured prison, but later became the president of South Africa. We also have seen movies that reveal others going physical ailments, only to become stronger in the competing Olympics, or the real-life story of Nick Buziziak, a motivational speaker who does not have limbs. Contrary to this fact, he lives more determined than most who have arms and legs. I don't know if you ever heard him speak, but man, the guy is inspiring. You, you just sit there in amazement, like, wow, how did you have this determination to live and not stay in suffering amazement i'll tell you this in the midst of all of these great stories god he wants us to be an inspiration for others as well to be able to use our circumstances to or experiences to inspire others to help them get to their next part of their journey and as you know how we do we're gonna talk about the bible i'm gonna jump right into it and talk about Joseph the and if you guys ever heard Joseph the amazing technical technicolor dream coat <sighs> tongue twister that's a good one Joseph we're going to pick up in Genesis 37 where Joseph is noted for being the favorite of 12 sons due to his father's favoritism his brothers hated him mhm twice he dreamt that his brothers would bow down to him his second dream also revealed that the world will bow down to him. 
Now, Joseph, he couldn't help himself. He couldn't believe what he was dreaming. He got so excited. So he went around and told his brothers. And you know what happened. They were angry. They were like, dude, we ain't bowing down to you. And they hated him even more. One day, when Joseph went searching for them, his brothers saw him and wanted to kill him. They were just so mad. They couldn't take it no more. However, one brother was like, oh, you guys, maybe we should just throw him in a pit instead. They did. And then after eating their meal, they realized that they probably shouldn't kill their brother. Oh, you think it? Instead, they sold him to a foreign land. Fast forward. While in a new place, Joseph is falsely accused and thrown into prison. He remained in prison for about 11 to 13 years. After several attempts to be set free, he finally received his chance. He won over to Pharaoh by explaining the dream. Him and his dreams. As a result, Pharaoh viewed Joseph as a wise man and placed him in charge of his kingdom. During this reign, a famine occurred. The famine affected his homeland and where his brothers and his father's lived, father lived. After several events, which you can read on your own, Joseph reunites with his family. His brothers do eventually bow down to him, as depicted in the dream. But after all the hardships, Joseph made a profound statement to them, to his brothers, that is. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. For I am in God's place. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people. That's Genesis 50, 19 through 20. We see that despite his brother's evil's attentions, Joseph knew that God created something useful from it. You know that this remains true to us today, that despite hurtful and wrongful actions pressed upon us, and sometimes they be pressing, choking the life out, can't breathe, God, ooh God, he still works good in our lives. His goodness usually results in our growth. As I talked about in the couple videos prior to about me being laughed at by my engineering teacher, my physics teacher rather, and telling me not to be an engineer. And, and wow, look what happened. I became an engineer. You know, his words were harmful. They were, and they were negative. And it also fueled myself out. I talked about that throughout the series as well. But over time, I did pursue what came natural versus clinging to his perception. If I remained trapped by his understanding, I would not be an engineer today. You know, so God worked beyond my limitations, beyond his word, and he placed me on a higher path. If you remember a couple of episodes back as well, when I was talking about how God hurts for us, I talked about how my job where my boss treated me so poorly, got me all boo-hoo and crying, and how women came to come to instill faith in me. I also shared that the person, my old boss, eventually got to a new position 
later on, you, I matured in my own outlook and, and took responsibilities for my actions in the situation. During that experience, I didn't fully grasp God working to protect and strengthen me. But leaving that position, though, sometime later, after my growth period, God blessed me with a new job with higher pay. At the new job, I had a lead role reporting to the vice president of the department. You see, God surpassed my expectations and desires in my new position. Others viewed me as one with authority. Can you believe it? They viewed me with authority? I couldn't believe it. I never thought somebody would. But if I remained fixated on my old boss, how she treated me, if I didn't pursue trusting in God and allowing him to work, I would have missed out on my better position with better pay. Why? Because I was so fixated. I would have been fixated on what I couldn't achieve versus what I can achieve in God. You see, in our experiences, we can decide to return to God. We can cling to him. We allow him to protect us and mold our character. And yes, during this, unfortunately, which I don't do well sometimes, that it requires patience. It does. It requires patience because we don't know what the bigger picture is. For you guys, think through a couple of moments, for a moment rather, of your most challenging circumstances. Despite the hurt and pain, what did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about God during that time? Did you draw closer to him? Were you able to hear his voice in the silence? Before I end this episode, I I want to examine Jesus' character. In John 17, 14-19, he was praying specifically for the 12, but we can learn from what he prayed and, and apply it as well. In that prayer, he acknowledges that the disciples, they're not of this world. Ooh, sometimes we just, ooh, we know something better comes, something better. But he continues to request that they are not removed from this world, but rather that God protects them. As we continue our healing journey, remember that God will not remove us from all of our circumstances. However, he will be with us as we navigate our experiences. God will also protect us from Satan. Sometimes it's hard to see this protection because everything around us is screaming the opposite. In those moments, I I encourage you to pause. Say, okay, my emotions, I'm pausing you right now. And spend time in deep reflection, deep prayer, and asking God to open your eyes to see what he's trying to do in your life. We may conclude sometimes that he's not protecting us from the pain and affliction. But again, in those moments where those emotions and those thoughts come, to haunt us and and accuse God. Remember 
remember that Satan too wants to keep us from God's truth. Satan and our emotions, they blind us from seeing God's hand. And remember that you are still on the journey. You do not know the full outcome yet. Joseph, he could have thought, man, you know what? God left me. I've been sold to a foreign king. I'm in prison. Every time I'm about to get out, something happened. I'm thrown back in. What's going on? God, where are you during this time? But you know what, though? Even during his imprisonment, God brought favor to Joseph through the jailer. And that's in Genesis 39, 21. You see the jailer having favor on Joseph. Even though he was in prison, God was protecting him in that journey. I don't know where you are in your emotional healing stage, but I'm asking you to allow God to strengthen you. I'm asking you to remain faithful knowing that God will protect you. Despite the conflict, God will never leave us. I ask you to not allow your circumstances to force you away from God's presence. Instead, let's remain in him. Instead, let's return to him. Instead, let's be embraced by him. Instead, know that you're not alone. Instead, remember that unconditional love. Remember that he is still there to protect you. When you do all those things, wrestling in that manner, resting in him, allowing him to strengthen you in your journey, you will triumph. As you triumph, you will inspire others to do the same. They're like, girl, how you do that? And you can go, well, this is what the Lord done helped me with. It's contagious. Ladies, thank you for taking this journey with me. We have gone through, as I stated in the beginning, a lot of information. I'm grateful for you listening to all of my stories, for listening to all these passages. Ultimately, I would like to encourage you on your emotional healing journey, again, to let you know that you are loved, that you are not alone, that God wants to be with you, that he's trying to embrace you with his love, and to remind you that, yes, we're going to go through some tough times. That's just reality as we're here on this earth. But luckily, we have a father who doesn't stop fighting for us who doesn't stop loving us and telling us we can do it all right now you know what i'm gonna say go ahead let us know share your thoughts go to a healingpeace.com leave us some feedback and of course we have an excellent companion workbook to this lesson we want to keep you moving forward diving come back for our next series that's a hot one too This concludes our podcast. Please go to ahealingpeace.com for the workbook and to leave us feedback. Don't forget to write us a podcast review. Send that email to free at ahealingpeace.com.